everybody, and welcome to Before the Downbeat, a musical podcast. I am your fearless co-host, Mackenzie Horner here, joined once again by the Canadian B. Arthur and a director extraordinaire who is currently helming two separate productions in Toronto right now. Yes. The wonderfully talented Autumn Smith. Oh, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back. And we, we have we have Sarah with us now. She finally gets to do her cameos. Hello. She's been gone for a few episodes, and now she's, she's back, back in, again. She's back in business. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. So here we are. We're now heading towards the end of the season. This mm. is episode 10, so we're in the back few. Uh, for the season. All right. So, Autumn, what are we doing this week? Mm. What are we doing, Autumn? One Give of it to me. One of my favorites. Okay. Merrily we roll along. Opening doors. Do 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 do. That's the one. Yeah, the Sondheim show that killed the Hal Prince and Stephen Sondheim partnership dead until they did one random the musical. Forever mocked musical, which uh, <laughs> I will get into the reason why I think people mock it. Mm. Besides the book not being the best. And being all over the place? No, I don't think that's it. Okay. No. All right. Yeah, so we're doing Merrily Roll Along this week. And Autumn, as we said, uh, this was your choice of musical. 100% so it is. what brought you to choosing this musical as actually our first Sondheim? Because we talked about him ever so briefly mm-hmm. in West Side Story. But that was his first real... Prod, professional project out of the gate. So really, he was still finding himself. Really, this is... Yeah. We are now officially doing a Sondheim show. And this is our yeah. first one out of his entire canon. Why did you feel that in season <laughs> one, we wanted to do Merrily Roll Along? Um, why? Because it, it resonates with me as an artist. Okay. Uh, it resonates with me because it deals with people selling out. Mm. Which is, I think... Uh, something we are forced to do more often than not. Yep. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that when they do it. Mm-hmm. Well, Franklin um, Shepard, Inc. Yeah. So <coughs> the idea of, of having to make a living mm-hmm. in an industry that is not supported uh, prolifically by the government. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are in many ways providing an essential service. Mm -hmm. Like, what would the world be like without art? That's a scary question. Right? It is a scary question. So this one, this one's kind of big for me. Mm -hmm. It it, it makes me ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What happens if we stay true to our art form? Will we ever be able to make money? Mm -hmm. 
And it also deals with the the falseness of our industry and how we're constantly not only having to perform on stage, mm-hmm. but how we have to perform on st- off stage to keep people happy around us. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are big questions. It is. And I think that is why this musical is challenging for a lot of people because it doesn't really end happily. Oh, heck no. Um, it's, not a, it's, it's a depressing it's actually, ending. It, it, it ends on a devastating note. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's satirical in that way and mm-hmm. people can't handle that. Mm. So I say buck up and go <clears throat> watch this show because uh, a lot of people need to revisit this. Fair enough. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. So- I might be wildly unpopular. <laughs> After this, but you know what? Um, it's it okay. Won't, I've um, never really been popular to begin with. You know what? Just wait so, till we hear your views on the musical Carousel. That's where it'll be the true test. Uh, probably. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's complicated. It is. Life is complicated. I think you know. Not everything's a perfectly fit musical. No, and uh, this is this is. This is a good musical. Mm-hmm. This is a great musical. I do agree. It is one of the more underrated Sondheim and, things. I would put uh, it slightly yeah. above... Where did this go in the top ten rank? I mean, I do like Follies. Follies is great, too. But I would say this is better than A Little Night Music. Well, yeah. It's, well, like, I, A Little Night Music kind of... yeah. I mean, it has the one really good song, Send in the Clowns. Look at it. It's... <sighs> He he, it, it's it's commentary, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I maybe I should read a little bit more on Mr. Sondheim and what he was going through when he wanted to do this work. But well, we'll get into that. Yeah, he it's 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 about how we sell out mm-hmm. and how we're forced to sell out mm-hmm. to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, how we settle and how we lose sight of what is important. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, Autumn, why don't you give us a plot description as this is not, I mean, it is done often, but it's it's a very niche theater. It's kind of like the inside baseball musical of theater where uh, general audiences may not know it as well as the other ones like Into the Woods, Sweeney. Um, so wow. why don't you give us a brief plot description of what the heck the show is? Um, this play is very weird because it goes backwards. Mm. It starts at the... It starts at the end mm-hmm. of his the height of Franklin Shepard's career, mm-hmm. we think, or something what people would deem as success. Yep. And takes us backwards through his journey. And the end is how he started with this set of ideals mm-hmm. and that nothing would come between him and his art. And he has these friends, these collaborators, Charlie Gringus and, and Mary who he um, uh, who he works prolifically with, and um, who they're just friends, and they meet looking at the stars mm-hmm. and uh, the meteor. Uh, is it the meteor? I think the it, comet, something like that. Yeah, and, but then it all uh, falls apart for him. And then it doesn't. It doesn't though. Well, it doesn't fall apart. He uh, settles and does art for money, not for the sake of doing good art. True, but that's the thing where he, unfortunately, he loses then his friends for that, where they, where he well, makes the yeah, choice. Because he becomes another version of himself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's not so. the person that they Was looking at the respect. comics. Yeah. 
because they know who he is, and he unfortunately has. Yeah, it's it's a great. But yeah, he also wants to make a living, which um, is fair. Hey, if you can make a living doing what you love, and if you got to taint that a little bit, but what like the, the question is why should we lose what we love for the sake of movie like movies or or fame? Why can't we have both? Like, why do we have to be susceptible to? Um, uh, complacent mm. uh, creativity. It's a good question. I don't know. I, I don't think I can answer that. I think that's just something we've been built into society, and I think that's I just something that. But could you imagine if, when we paid surgeons more money, they became complacent in their work? No, because I because I think with that we would expect to we would continually hold them to that higher. Well, then why are we holding artists to the higher standard as well? That's a good question because because I, I think art is more subjective than somebody doing operations. I think I think but an operation is very be. it's it's surgical. It's hey, we know what we have to do. Cure cancer, do the heart transplant. With art, it's what your version of higher raising the bar higher for art is different than Sarah's or mine. And so I think when art gets subjective, <laughs> it gets it, it gets gray. And unfortunately, when things get gray, it's not as easy. Plus, also there's so many people in the arts industry. God bless us. But there's so many people, and to fund everything would just be a utopian thing. I don't know if yeah, we ever could do it. But like a lot of the stuff that is funded is is yeah. complacent. It's true. So what do you do with that? Like how do we? How do we? You have to change slowly. You have. Unfortunately, we can't raise the bar as fast as we like. It's well, it's, a, it's Mark it, Rothko's yeah. argument in John Logan's play Red. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we settling for fine? Yeah, we're we not fine. We're not. Why are we settling for soup cans? Yeah, we become we become a soup can nation. Yes, that's not interesting. Oh, it's fascinating. The whole thing. It's just <laughs> that is why I chose this musical. And you know what? I can see why. It's great. Okay, so we got kind of the plot. It's about this man's journey from going backwards in time from being mm. a per, from being a, not a sellout, but a. Somebody who's making art for the sake of biz, uh, of a business versus he's, creating. He's his yeah. own business rather yeah. than being an artist. Being an artist. And we see that relationship with his two best friends and how that evolves. So great plot. Um, mm-hmm. Production history. Oh, are we not going to talk about Steven? Oh my goodness. Yes. Sorry. We need to talk about Steven. I'm sorry, Mr. Sondheim. The, the man. Steven that, Joshua Sondheim. Where to begin with this man? Well, uh, he is the Shakespeare of the musical theater world. His work, yeah. He's just smart. And many people think he's, like, part of the reason why some of his work is not successful is because it's too intelligent. Mm -hmm. It's the reason why we don't vote for liberals sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's because we get this erudite, you know, uh, simplified. uh, And people like simple, happy messaging rather than complex intelligent mm-hmm. argumentation mm-hmm. and I prefer that. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I do like a good, I like a good happy musical, but yeah, it's just thought provoking mm-hmm. and it's so smart. Um, he is, I'm going to say singularly the most important figure in the 20th century musical theater. I would agree with that. Um, in here it says one of the most, but mm. uh, I'm going to say he is the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has been praised by for reinventing the American musical. He did. I can say all, uh, the, just the genre period, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just the American mm-hmm. musical. Um, 
he tackles unexpected themes uh, and just takes them way beyond what we would expect in this form. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly noted for doing West Side Story, as we've talked about a little bit before, lyrics of West Side Story. Uh, funny thing happened on the way to the form. Company. Gypsy. Follies. A Little Night Music. Sweeney Todd. Sunday in the Park with George. Into the Woods. Gypsy. Uh, he's received an Academy Award. Uh, eight Tony Awards, more than any other composer. Uh, a special Tony Award for Lifetime Achievement. Eight Grammy Awards. A Pulitzer. A Laurence Olivier. And the 2015 Presidential Medal of Freedom. But not an Emmy. <clears throat> He's not an EGOT. Who needs one? He needs one. No, he we, 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 we need to it's produce just an award. Who cares? But I want him to be an EGOT. Oh, I, want, I want him to be in that exclusive club. Hey, if John Legend can be a freaking EGOT winner, Stephen well, Sondheim like, can't be. But, like, look at it. This is what Merrily We Roll Long talks about. Oh, Why does true. he need to be an EGOT? It's true. He's brilliant. Look, that's all we need to say about him. Mm. Um, and if you don't get it, you don't get it. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the Henry Miller Theater on Broadway was renamed the Stephen Sondheim Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was announced that the Queen's Theater in the West End of London would be renamed the Sondheim Theater at the end of this year. Which is where Les Mis plays. Les Mis... Is that a Queen's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where it plays. Oh, I thought it was at the Gilgood. It's at the Gilgood right now with the stage concert because they're renovating. The Queens, because oh. it has been updated since the 1940s. So Cameron Brown Hodge oh, yeah, is like... It's, a beautiful day. it's right beside the Gilgit. Yeah, it is. They're literally right next door. Yeah. So basically, he just moved the concert down the street to kind of keep the show running so he could keep his 35-year record going. Smart. So it's still going, but it will be back at the... Excellent. Stephen Sondheim. Or now uh, the Stephen Sondheim. The Sondheim Theater now. Yeah. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Sondheim's also... Uh, wrote um, music for film, including Warm Baby's Reds and Dick Tracy. Mm. Uh, and, of course, his films have, his musicals have been turned into films. Yep. West Side Story, Sweeney Todd, Into the Woods, and Merrily is coming. Yes, they um, are with Ben Platt and um, I forget the actress's name who's coming in. Which is very exciting. Yeah. They're doing that. Then and they're also that. doing Follies. They just now start doing a film version of Follies. Uh, that they're doing and then they're also doing a remake of West Side Story so there'll be two yeah. versions of that that he's helping with oh what's that one he's doing that's coming uh, I don't know all the things yeah. he is yeah. he, he, I, the, um, he, I just read his two great books he wrote uh, Finishing the Hat and Look I Made a Hat which go through all his cut lyrics and songs and the history of the shows it's kind of a semi-autobiography of yeah. this man's life. And you forgot to mention the most cool thing about him is who he trained under. Oh, I don't know. He was trained under Oscar Hammerstein. Because oh, they because he was because his mom very famously didn't want him as a child. Like she was uh, a socialite who did not want a child. She didn't want so she basically pawned her. him off on the Hammerstein family because <laughs> there was a son there. Uh, Hammerstein's son, who was Steve's age. And so he did tutelage under Oscar Hammerstein. (laughs) No way. He actually brought his high school musical that he wrote, pretended that it was something he discovered, and said, look what I found at the school. We're going to mount this. What do you think? And Hammerstein said, do you really want to know? And so Sharon of Hammerstein sat and went through the entire 
libretto and score with him. And that's why Son- and so Sondheim is basically the bridge from Hammerstein and Rogers to modern musicals. I didn't know that. That's very cool. Yes, he is the... It's very cool. That, 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 that was his teacher. Very interesting. And that's why when Hammerstein died, he made Stephen Sondheim promise to work with Rogers was because Hammerstein knew that Rogers needed a new partner. Which I, but they only did one show, and that was a flop. So Yeah. Uh, but it's the thing Sondheim kept his promise to Hammerstein. And he even still has the signed picture from Hammerstein's last dinner with him in oh, his office, apparently. Cool. So huh. Very cool indeed. Sondheim um, is a cool guy. Sondheim is great. The The musical itself is based on a play. Yep, we'll get into that. By Kaufman and Hart, mm-hmm. a 1934 play. Yep. The same name. Yep. Um, and Kaufman. Have you actually ever read the play? I haven't. Maybe that'll be something you'll have to direct, Autumn. Maybe. They did at the Shaw Festival, I think, a little while ago. Did they? Yeah. Okay. They did Meryl. They did the musical. I don't know. They did the play. If they did the play, but that'd Fair be enough. an interesting one for them to tackle mm-hmm. as it is in their um, repertoire mm-hmm. years. Got you. Um, the book uh, is by George Firth. Yep. And Who's, George, mm-hmm. let me just give you a little lowdown. On he's George. a cool guy, and he comes back in Sondheim's history, or he has a history with Sondheim as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, he he did company with him. Bingo. Yeah. Uh, and he also did the equally ill-fated getting away with murder. Oh yeah. That 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 epic. Yeah. Uh, he wrote the book for Kendra Nebb's musical, The Act. Great. Um, he, yeah. Let me just give you a little bit more about him. Uh, he was an actor as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, frequently, they, Wikipedia, we love you. Uh, give money to Wikipedia, everyone. They do great things. Um, the, he was frequently cast. As a bespeckled, ineffectual uh, person, uh, he debuted in films such as The Boston Strangler. Oh, God. Blazing Saddles. Mm. Shampoo. The Man with Two Brains, which <clears throat> I love is Blazing possibly Saddles. The Man with Two Brains is one of I've the never seen best it. movies. Is it a comedy <laughs> or is it a drama? <laughs> No, it's a comedy. It's Steve Martin. This was like my go-to movie as a child. I loved it. Okay. I was more um, Mel Brooks and Blazing Saddles. And he was like in on the monkeys and like he just did a ton of ton of stuff. Murder She Wrote. Oh, God I love some Murder She Wrote. Uh fantastic dude. Um and of course uh, we have the uh, How Prince. M- amazing How Prince. Coming back Ooh, again. Yes. How many of his shows have we now done this season? We've done West Side, where he produced. Yeah. He didn't touch Chess or uh, Oklahoma or Superstar. He he did Parade, so there's Parade. parade. Avida. Avida. Cats. Mm -hmm. And did you do Cats? Yeah, I did Cats. No, 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 he didn't. They offered it to him. They offered it to him, and he turned it down. Did Cats? Sorry, guys. So that's three three Hal Princes so far this year, and there's one more coming. Yeah, there is one more in the roster. So that's 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 the peeps. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's All right, ready for some production history? Mm-hmm. So this uh, production was quite inflated. I'll say. Say it, 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 so how many how many uh, evenings did it play? You'll find out. Mm. Uh, so it all started because Prince's wife Judy was nagging him to do a musical about teenagers. 
uh, when he called, uh, 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 and so that's where he started to be like, oh, I know the play Mary, let me roll along. That's a great. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a source text, it will work. Wow. Sondheim said that since the play was about friendships, he wrote songs to be interconnected. Mm-hmm. So everything interconnects because it's all about connection, right? Uh, and then the decision was made to cast teenagers and have tryouts in New York rather than out of town. So there's a lot of young actors in there who we will eventually come to see on the Broadway scene. But Absolutely. this was their first show. Um, so the tryouts began on October the 8th, 1981 and had poor reception uh, with audiences walking out. Jason Alexander distinctly remembers after like halfway through the, I think the second or third song just seeing the backs of heads of audiences as they stormed out of the theater. So clearly this was not a show in the making. People are stupid. <laughs> That's my thought on that. Like, just you know why? Because they weren't used to musicals like this. Well, a, mu- a musical to... told backwards. Because don't worry, this was before the last five years. Like, li- oh, I, I, we I, can't even compare this to the last five years. This is a far superior. Oh, it is. It, it is. I, I, I just mean musicals not told in chronological order was still something. Very because well, so far we had only had company like for thinking. a few years. People don't like thinking. Yeah, like company was still very revolutionary at the time for the idea of a show that was not linear. So having a show once yeah. again that's backwards is something where it's like, I'm just like, what I is know. this? Um, so anyway, so yeah, people walked out uh, on October 21st. The New York Times reported the original leading man, uh, James uh, Westbach, mm-hmm. uh, was replaced with Jim Walton. Mm-hmm. And that was because they just felt James was not connecting with the audience and he just wasn't um, settling into the role. Huh. So they but so they basically brought the understudy up to lead. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the Broadway opening was postponed. Uh, they also replaced the, the choreography Ron Field with Larry Fuller. No reason was given why. It's probably just because when a show is having problems, producers just start axing people left, right, and centered trying to save a show where they go, oh, it must be the choreographer's mess of, of, of dances, so we'll just hire a new one. It's like, oh, okay, that'll, mm-hmm. I'll save you. Um, due to the audience trouble with following the plot's reverse plot line, uh, Prince made the choice to nix the costumes and have actors all wear sweaters with their character names on them. Mm. So, it, so, so Jason Alexander, he was known as Joe the Producer, so he wore a sweater saying... Joe, Joe the, the producer. producer. I love that. And his idea was they're kids, like they're kids playing adults. So lean into that. Yeah. So I. Uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, opening was delayed a second time from November 9th to November sixteenth, nineteen eighty one. The Barbara production opened on the sixteenth at the Alvin Theater, now the Neil Simon Theater. Uh, the show opened to mostly negative reviews. While the score was widely praised, critics and audiences alike felt that the book was problematic and the themes left a sour taste in their mouths. Honestly, me the look of why, God, why? Just because, the, yeah. So, sadly, hampered by several critical reviews published prior to the official opening, as well as negative ones published after it, it ran for 16 performances and 52 previews. How many performances? 16 in 52 previews. 16. So well, like two weeks. lucky people. Who got to see it. That got to see one of those yeah. 16 performances. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. The original production uh, starred Jim Walton as Franklin Shepard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonnie Price as Charlie uh, Kringus. Yeah. Ann Morris as Mary. Terry Finn as Gussie. 
And the last person of the cast who was a big name was Jason Alexander. Yes, he who, was. And this was prior to him becoming the infamously hysterical George Louis Costanza on Seinfeld. Yeah, and he played Joe the, Joe pr- the producer. producer who sings yes. It's a hit, it's a hit. Because and the funny story behind that is Sondheim came to uh Jason and said, What can't you do? Uh or or, or like what's your biggest challenge vocally? Yeah. And he said, I can't do accidentals. My ear just can't hit them properly. So sure enough Jason thought this was a joke, but Sontime comes in the next day and goes, here's your big song called It's a Hit. And as you know, because you've seen the sheet music, it's all accidentals. Folks, there's still the reviews left, both the trim and the news left. Early, surly, not a good sign. Also, even if there's a chance, folks, let's not forget the advance, folks. Not a lot of cash. Which in music means if it's written in a certain key and you drop the note to a flat or raise it to a sharp, uh, Mm -hmm. it's now become an accidental because it's not reflecting the right key of music. That's right. So there's a little bit of musical theory for you, but it was full of accidental. So Jason was like, what the frig's on time? Like why? But sure enough, Jason nailed it. Like he goes, of course he did. He goes, thank God Sondheim made me do that because now I can sing accidentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's that. And then also Lonnie Price, uh, during after everybody got cast, he had a party at his house and he got to kick his parents out of the apartment that night. And Sondheim <laughs> came to his surprise and came and played uh, the piano in Lonnie's bedroom, singing, wow. singing It Started Out Like a Song. Because he mm. said, I just wrote this for the show. Uh, so, so, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the musical mm. has actually gone on to be one of Sondheim's most uh, revived musicals. Out of the canon, like, it beats Follies, Little Night Music. It's right up there with Sweeney and Into the Woods. It's great! It is! Uh, with Sondheim, you've been writing news socks for subsequent productions, including... The song Growing Up. Sold friends, now it's time to start growing up. Taking charge, seeing things as they are. Facing facts, not escaping them, still with dreams, just reshaping them, growing up. Which was added, growing up, do, 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 uh, which was added at the La Jolla. Uh, Playhouse in 1985's production. Many revivals have tried to iron out the plot and rearrange songs to fit the show better. So if you go on Wikipedia, you can read every production they've done and all the ways they've tried to fix this show. Well, they Sondheim recently made a joke that the only way to fix this show is to do it backwards. <laughs> so do it. So do it chronologically. So do it chronologically. Ooh. I'm like, well, at least you find the humor yeah. in everyone else's idiocy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, the thing I'll give people is that they have, <laughs> they try with this show because they see how they see the potential of this piece. It's a great show, and I I can see why people just continually strive to do it because they because they go, hey, if I, if I can be the one person that creates the definitive conquered version of this show, then there you go. But why does there have to be a definitive Who knows? version of it? Uh, people, that's that's what the whole thing I know, is talking about. I know. It's just and funny how that happens. Why can't we just do art? Right? Like, why can't we? Right? 
Um, so the musical was also notable for ending the partnership of Sondheim and Prince. Yeah. It kind of soured. As I think there's a lot of, as much as Sondheim says that I don't write uh, songs that reflect my life. The only one he says he admits to is Opening Doors. That's the one song from the from his entire can that he full on admits going, this is, this is a song about me. The rest of the show isn't. So I wonder if there's a little bit of, between, um, oh, what is it, Franklin and Charlie, if there's a little bit of Harold and Hal, and, or um, Harold and um, Steve in there, in their partnership. Because Steve, Steve went on to continue to do his own things, kind of like Charlie, where it's mm-hmm. marching to my own drum. People say, I'm not humble, screw him. Hal went on to do Phantom of the Opera. Exactly. <laughs> so there is something there where you can maybe of see a little bit. You can it see a, a little bit of yeah. that um back and forth there where you can see maybe there was a little bit of real life that bled into that show and unfortunately of when course. that entered the bloodstream it may have caused some irreparable damage that we will never know but we know that they only never worked together really again except for that one musical bounce which no idea what that is i still don't know and it is. wasn't until lonnie price uh, staged a concert version at the Ravinia Festival with the original cast that they brought Sondheim and Prince back together. Interesting. Uh, speaking of Lonnie Price, uh, he actually produced a documentary. I know. About this uh, musical with his fellow cast members uh, um, um, recalling their experiences of working on this original show and their lives post the show's closing. Mm-hmm. And it's called... Um, like the best worst thing that ever could have happened. Yes, indeed. Like yeah. Yeah. Which is the worst, best thing that ever. Did. Yeah, basically, it's taking that line from that lyric from the show, because while it hurt them all at the time to see the show they loved close, being a, being a lot of times, a lot of them was their first Broadway credit. Yeah. So it's a very it's a very personal connection, but you can see how some of them, like the actress who plays Mary, is now like a musical uh, therapist working with people with special awesome. needs. Uh, well, you got people like uh, Jim Walton, who's just gone on to continue to do Broadway. Jason Alexander went on to do Seinfeld and come back to Broadway to do shows and does a one-man show now. Yeah. Uh, so he does all that. And you have Liz Calloway, who's gone on to great success. Like, there's... Oh, she doesn't appear in the, t- in the documentary, though. Um, oh. Which is weird. Um, Who did she play? Uh, a, a nightclub dancer is what it nightclub said. Dancer. Either way. Uh, great documentary. Um, it gets very sentimental, so if you're not into sentimentality and just want to know the facts... Maybe not the best for you, uh, but if you're more into, more into watching these people's journey and just seeing them react to the old clips of the show, then I highly recommend going down the rabbit hole with this great mm, documentary. I would do it because it's a you lot know of fun. What? They, it's a reminder. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder of why they're doing what they're doing. Kind of like that new show Encore on Disney Plus. Yes, and about no. people going back to finding art. Because a lot of times these people have left high school yeah. and gone on to become yeah, way, yeah. nurses or business people. And they got to come back for a week and go, oh, yeah, art. I need this back in my life. There's a In the latest episode with um, uh, Amy Get Your Gun. Oh, great. The, uh, they do. And the actor <laughs> who plays Fred Casely, um, mm. he he actually got accepted to Juilliard oh. for acting and he didn't go. He oh. not, he, he, he's now a barber. But he has this beautiful voice. And he just goes... I don't know where I went wrong. I don't know why I stopped caring. I thought I wasn't good enough to go farther. It's terrifying. It is. Being it's taking that leap is terrifying. Yeah. And I think 
innately people know that they have to sell pieces of themselves mm-hmm. that are not truly themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to make it. And that's what sucks mm-hmm. about our industry yep. that you're constantly having to perform what other people want and need from you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that sounds scathing and yeah. maybe slightly bitter, but I think when you <laughs> been in the arts that industry long, a while, you, uh, that happens. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and you know, you have, you have to constantly be self-effacing enough to, to say that. It, Absolutely. It and you know, even young actors who come through high school, um, and they're they're out there. There's a certain thing they feel like they have to be when they walk into university, mm-hmm. and you know, trying to just tear all that away so yes. they can just be. Yes, it's the same with sitting in auditions. Yeah, you know, and you know the people that you want to work with because they're genuine. Yeah, it, it's not even about the most talented person in the room. Sometimes it's the person For you think me, you can work with best. Who can just be honest mm-hmm. and uh genuine Mm -hmm. it's about genuine for me as a director Mm -hmm. i'd rather have someone that i can work with in a room than the most polished package Mm -hmm. because that's just that comes with baggage yeah it comes with you have to strip that away Mm -hmm. absolutely it's not about and this is the thing that i think he's getting to in this is it's about process it's with the process of creation and how Mm -hmm awesome that is and how it's it shouldn't be perfect Mm -hmm. it's live it can't ever be perfect yeah absolutely well that's the thing about art art isn't perfect art is the imperfection of the world we are okay and that's the beautiful thing about art that's why we do that's why the most compelling theater art is based on something that contains struggle yeah most of the time sometimes a phantom not so much phantom has struggle it's huge. It's got huge struggle, or it should have huge struggle. It should. Doesn't mean it Even always does. Even the dynamics of the music in that. That's true. That's like, true. It's a complicated. You you've cast a villain as, as your protagonist, as your lead, mm-hmm. as your protagonist. That in itself is struggle. struggle. Mm-hmm. Even cats right? has struggle. Who's going to go up to the heavy side there? Of course, it has struggle. So that's good. Like, but know, yeah. So. Yes. What's your first experience with this show? My first... I came late to the show. Ooh. I did not come to the show until... mm, 2001. Okay. So what brought you to it? I came to it. I saw a version done at Stage Door Manor. Okay. And I sat there... And the cast was... Was Eric in this cast? No, no. Madam Secretary? No, he was not. Um, he needs to come Jessica on the show. Jessica Waxman was in it. Kate Ferber was in it. Brett... Oh, I forget Brett's last name. Was Franklin Shepard. Oh, it's going to bug me now. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Um... And I forget who played Charlie. I remember his face. I just can't remember his name. I apologize. <coughs> and I remember sitting there and it was all these kids who were so 
incredibly gifted Mm -hmm. and hungry, hungry to do this profession. Right. And watching them do this musical, I think, was one of the most heartbreaking uh, things I've ever witnessed. Um, Because being someone who knew the industry... You know what's coming. Well, you're just going to... You watch them and you're like, you have no idea yet. You have no idea... what's already happening in your lives that's mm. going to lead you to that final, that, that beginning moment yep. in this musical. Um, merrily we roll along, right? Mm-hmm. Like, damn. Yeah. It was, it was profound. Mm-hmm. And at that moment I went, this is my favorite musical. Even more than secret garden. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Because it's it's so intelligent, and it's it, I like things with a lot of yeah struggle that ask big questions yeah. that are that tear up something that I that mm-hmm. is known to me mm-hmm. and serve it back out on a platter yeah. in a new way. And this musical does that, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the relationships in it are there's love in different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like, Oh, we're dating. Yeah. Right. It's bigger. It's, yeah. it's mess. It's a hot mess of a musical. <laughs> and that is what I love about it. It's yeah. messy. It shouldn't be neat, mm-hmm. but that's why people don't like it because it's a hot mess and people don't go to musicals to see a hot mess. They no. go for nice. They go for nice. Or go for something that's... Like Titanic. Be, Even though people die at the end, it's nice. It's a, it's right? a, simple, it's a simple story. Boat leaves nice. the dock, boat sinks in the ocean. Yeah. Phantom, the chandelier goes up, chandelier comes down. Yeah. Even Les Mis, there's a nice result at the end. They did a, a very good job with that, where everybody right? comes back as the ghost. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. People don't, people don't like something where they... Like they leave going. What was that? What that just happened to me? Yeah, I feel gross. Yes, like it leaves you feeling gross. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I sat in the theater after watching it the first time, just bawling. Uh, it took me a half an hour to get out of the theater. Oh, really? No. Wow, that's that's powerful. It's fantastic. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for me. I came, this is actually one of the Sondheim shows I didn't know very well growing up. Being this kid of theater, I always knew about West Side, Sweeney, yeah. Into the Woods. Uh, but not Merrily. Merrily was one of those, which is weird, because I had this book, the Finishing the Hat book. Mm-hmm. You can see it's dog-eared and broken down. But this mm-hmm. was one of the chapters that I kind of skimmed through, because I didn't know the music. Yeah. So when, so when you're reading the lyrics, it's like, I don't have a connection to this show. Kind of skip ahead in the book to the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't until 2000 and I want to say fall of 2012. So I graduated oh, wow. from uh, high school. Yeah. I now come to York and I was in my room in my in, in winters doing my homework. And sure <laughs> enough, the wonderful Seth Rodetsky yeah. uh, came on my feed because uh, he was doing one of his um, master series analysis songs, and it was on the song "Opening Doors," and mm. he broke it all down from the music to the lyrics to so it was fantastic. And I left, and I I, I actually left my room, went 
to the um, like tech store, bought Apple gift cards, <laughs> bought the album on iTunes so I can listen to the rest of it. And it, it's it's a hook. It stayed with me, especially mm-hmm. opening doors. That uh, that is such a great song. Yeah. And so I've listened to it. I and, and, and when I heard Lonnie Price is doing this documentary, I I had I watched it. I bought it the minute it came out on iTunes. It was just mm-hmm. something where I was like, yes, more, 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 more. And then I actually used the lyrics to "Not a Day Goes By" as inspiration for my big monologue at the end of my device theater piece in fourth year called whispers in the web, where it's all about a relationship and the whole concept of not a day goes by where you don't think about this person and they kind of are just there in your life. Yeah. So that, that we actually used some of the lyrics as a jump off point. Oh, that's great. So it's fantastic. It's fantastic. So yeah, great show. Uh, Autumn, what is your first of your top three songs of the show? Oh my God. Don't ask me this question. Um, Old friends. Most friends they are, they don't make the great new ones are quick. my list I love it do you do, do do oh friend and it's complicated like so uh, complicated. just like, like musically it's complicated because you're jumping in over each other and it's that interconnected weave oh. it's, it's 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 actually it's a, it's like basketball a three-man weave it's it, a and relationship it, it is it is and it's let me pull up the lyrics here it's, it's great hey, old friends what do you say old friends are we okay old friends are we or aren't we unique Old friends, too, uh, do tend to become old habits. Uh, it's just, it's genius. It's, it's, and it is. It's what, how we take the people closest to us for granted. Yes. And new friends are flashy, and it's true. Oh, here we go. It's, it is, it's, yeah. So, old friend, fill me in slow, old friend. Start from hello, old friend. I want the when, where, and how. Old friends do tend to become old habits. Never, never knew how much I missed you till now. Which is like, oh my goodness. Like anytime you see like a friend from high school, friend from university that you haven't seen. Like I saw somebody I did my device theater piece with in fourth year. And I hadn't seen, we realized we hadn't seen each other since June of 2016. And we did, we did a play reading together. And sure enough, we walked in and was like, hey, old friend. Yeah. We went through four years of York together. <laughs> we got the battle scars to prove we it. We got the scars. And it was, it was, but it's like that great thing where it's like, there's people in your life that come in and they can leave yeah. and come back. And it's like, no time has passed. And it's, it's, it's the perfect Absolutely. friendship song. Like as much as I like the song friendship from anything goes, I'll yeah. take this song over that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Cause it, it also, it also, it also relates to the complicatedness of, friendship yes. where yeah. like where's one of those oh, I just lost the page where it's that same type of thing where the lyrics allude to the fact that it's like hey this like friendships are tricky they're not just um 
Um, Where is it here? Uh, oh, so here we go. Time goes by. Everything keeps changing. You and I, we get continued next week. We, so, yeah, we can continue next week. Yeah. Most friends fade or they don't make the grade. New ones are quickly made and in a pinch, sure, sure they'll okay. do. But us, old friend, what's to discuss, old friend? Here's to us. Who's, who's like, like us? Damn few. you. And it's that thing of friendships are complicated, especially as you get older. Yeah. When you're a kid, you can walk up to any kid in the playground and go, you're my friend. Well, lives get in the way. Yeah. Well, you right. and I, after we both left York, there was a few years where I didn't see you much. No, not hardly at all. Yeah. And, right? and yet we bounced right back into now doing three different projects yeah, together. That's we're nuts. Yeah, we're nuts. We're, nuts. we're nutty for each other. That's right. And there's more projects coming, I can guarantee you. Oh, my it. goodness. You and I have made a list of things we have to oh, do. We, we have. We so, have indeed. Um, um, so, yeah, uh, old friends. Yeah, and great. I, great choice. Yeah, thank you. Great thank choice. You. Uh, do you know what my number one is? Not a day goes by. That's my number two. So oh. we can talk about it now. Uh, but there is one right above it. I don't know. Opening doors. And we're opening doors. Singing, here we are. We're filling up days on our time. Then far away shores. Said it 20 times. <laughs> that uh, song. We've literally been recording for yeah, six hours. Straight, it's true. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, this song just captures okay. the life of a young artist, whether you're trying to get into Fringe or trying to get a grant. Is it? Yeah, it's that typewriter. Do, 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 do. It's 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 also the song that Sondheim says is based most on his young life as a young artist yeah. before coming into West Side Story. It's that sure. it's, it's it's you're jumping all over the place and there's so many and it's and those funny. little excitement stuff pop yes. up and you're like oh my god yeah. club act I, I, I got a club act my book is getting like reviewed by a publisher Harlequin romance who yep. cares yeah right <laughs> they're doing my one act. Yeah. Or, uh, or or I love I I I love the song when Mary says she's going to work for Playboy and and uh, Charlie goes modeling. She goes no writing no 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 writing articles and it's a pop up version. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but then also it's the depression of crap. We're defeated, and it's like oh yeah. everything's flopped, everything's failed. But then it's that resilience that it's like hey the trumpets come blaring in, and it's like they do. it's like hell no. We're yep. coming back. We're opening doors. Do, 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 do. But look at it. Look at even the beginnings of that. Yeah. 
Like, even, like, she's going to work for Playboy. That's not what she should be doing. No, she wants to write a book. I know. But she's got to pay the bill. She has to sell out right at the beginning of her career. Yes, to me. And it's something we all do. The amount of times I've had, like, I've taken a job. Yep. uh, Just to work. Yep. And I look at it in retrospect and I go. Why? Wow, that was a really bad choice. Mm -hmm. I wasn't I committed was to that project. unfairly. I yeah. was like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Um, and it ha- It still happened. Yeah. Like, it's happened to me this year. Yeah. Yes. You know. We'll, we'll, um, we're not going to talk about it. No. But, you know, you want to work and you yeah. want to, you, you want to make do a change. Yeah. And you, 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 you think you're doing the right yes. thing. And then uh, people just want you to be something, some other yep. version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're like, no, that mm-hmm. you're not seeing the bigger picture. Yeah, absolutely. And the answer is no. And yeah. um, a lot of people sell out. Unfortunately. They do. And, and you can't blame them for it. I mean, everybody does it. Whether you're working in an office or working on a stage. Well, I think we always think, well, you know, if I, if I do it this once... I'll be okay. I'll be, you know, I can slowly start to make effectual change. Yeah, no. <laughs> People don't want change. No. They don't like it. No. Everyone. I'm Everybody really likes that steady, the steadiness of life. It's really, it really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go back and listen to our episode of Parade. Yeah. It's really evident. Yes. So. Um, there you go. Fun Honey fact. Great yeah. Fun fact about this song is when we get to the moment where uh, Jason Alexander, as a producer, is talking about them pitching the song and saying yes. it's not hummable. Do you know what the tune is when he goes, make it a mellow dee 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 dee? Yes, I'm Enchanted Evening. Bingo. Oh, I know. Some people don't catch that, but I'm like, ha 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 ha. I'm like, of course, Sondheim would take a jab at. Ham- Rogers and Hammerstein yeah. being hummable while he is considered not hummable. He's not hummable. But he is. He's incredibly hummable. Yeah. Uh, that's a place where there's an accidental in use. Yeah. It's very funny. Exactly. Okay. Now I guess I got to find another song in here. What do you got? Oh. What do you want to do? Not a day goes by? Or is that one of your kind of mess songs? I don't have a mess song in this. I'm going to be very honest with you. I, I just, I don't. I, it's, it's all needed. It's all necessary. Um, our time. It's our time. Breathe it in. Worlds to change and worlds to win. Our turn coming through. Me and you, pal, me and you. Years from now. Come back by the rooftop and hang a plaque. This is where we began being what we can. See, I have a funny history with that song, too. Uh, Our choir tried to do that, but nobody could get the rhythm down because it was song time. So we ended up cutting it from the concert. <laughs> But that was supposed to be one of our songs oh. that we sang as a, as a, um, there's just so much hope. And the fact that it comes at the end and we know where he is at the yeah. beginning, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, it's a place happened. of ideal mm-hmm. and, uh, ah, uh, 
and the and there's no other I don't think there's any other industry where people face this crisis of character. I don't know. I mean, I think people face it personally where they go, did I go the right way with work? Did I end up where I want to be? That's a personal thing. That's not Not an industry thing. That's not in regards to their industry. Like, I can't imagine someone in an engineering or an accountancy program going, oh, it's my time. And then getting through and going, oh, I had to sell out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's planned. It's stable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, man, just stability. Mm -hmm. We're literally the only industry that lacks serious stability. You cannot have a family as in, in this position you, it's so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, and you have to sacrifice and you only get to work a certain percent of the time doing what you love doing. Yep. The rest of the time it's, you're doing a Joe job. You're doing a Joe job. Mm -hmm. You can be a cater waiter. You can be a bartender. You can be, well, like whatever. Mm -hmm. I would never throw teaching into that because teaching is an invaluable part of our artistic Mm -hmm. fabric Mm -hmm. that not very many people recognize at the same level of artistry, Mm -hmm. but it's just as valuable. Um, But yeah, the Joe, like, no, like I don't see accountants going out and doing Joe jobs. Nope. No. Right. Yeah. But our time, beautiful lyrics. It's gorgeous. It's our time. Breathe it in. Worlds to change. It's like the epitome of a graduation song. It's like it, it should be played at every graduation as people leave. Cause, cause it, it captures that optimism of the world where you're, it does. where you're right there with them going. Cause I, cause I remember leaving high school, coming to York going, Hey, I just won all these awards, graduating high school. I was King of the drama club. Like I was the guy. People were like, you're the guy. And it's one of those things. Yeah. And you come, <laughs> I know. I'm opening doors. Yeah, I, uh, very much so. I, I'm I'm yeah. at, I'm at that opening door phase of my life. But you come into the world going, yeah, I can take on the world, and then the world kind of beats you up and goes, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. I remember that first year where I was not in the acting conservatory. I was on the wait list for Devise Theater, and I and I was doomed to be in theater studies. Yeah, without without a stream. But it's not so bad. Like to me, it was. This is where it begins. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Look at how we set this up. This hierarchy. Yeah. Of if you don't look a certain way, Mm -hmm. if you don't act the way we want you to act. Yeah. And this is where there is. This is the problem. (laughs) This is how we get to rich and happy at the beginning of Act One. Yeah. And it's all about how do we, how do I have to sell out to, to get be there. part of your club? Yeah. It is. Uh, and you know what? People will look at this episode and they'll, they'll be like, well, you're only saying that because of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But my response to them would be, well, what have you done to sell out to get to where you are? Mm. There's a, Everybody always has to give something to move up the ladder. As yes, as, they do. as the sign in, in our family home above my mother's office always says, with three fishes all, there's a big fish, a medium fish, and a little fish. And the sign says, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And it's that same thing mm. in life where, where unfortunately, no. no matter what we do to move forward in life, 
we yeah. lose we, we all have to chip away at that dream that yeah. we had growing up as a child because unfortunately the world is not designed to fulfill your childhood dream it's designed to make you become part of that lovely oh, machine ma- machine that you so perfectly staged in oh what in oh what a lovely war yeah and settle yeah you have to settle mm-hmm. settle for the next best thing but it's yeah unfortunately very few trapped. People, yeah we get trapped in a, a cycle mm-hmm. of our own necessity really of survival yeah Absolutely. It's sad. It's sad. Why did we end with recording this one today? I don't know. We should have ended with cats. We should have. Well, we can't. Annie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. So my next choice Mm. is Not a Day Goes By, which is like the (sighs) ultimate heartbreak uh, breakup song where it's like the melody is simply, uh, it's so Mm. the melody is so simple that it allows the lyrics to stand and they're universal. I can say, like, after I've gone through a breakup, this is the song, as well as Could I Leave You from Folly. So are the two breakup yeah. songs, that, like, whether you're angry, it, it, it turns to Could I Leave You. And when you're sad and in the dumps, it's Not a Day Goes By. Not a day goes by, not a single day. But you're somewhere a part of my life And it looks like you'll stay As the days go by <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Like, it's like in Sondheim writes yeah. these beautiful moments that just capture that sense of... He does. He, he's, he's perfect. For someone who's been very... For, for someone who's been very single a lot of his mm-hmm. life, and he's taught, coming to that, especially when he did Company, where he was yeah. a single guy with a lot of married friends. He goes, yeah. listen, and he, but yet he captures a lot of these relationship moments so well. Like, where are my lyrics? Well, he does. Not a day goes by, not a single day. Yeah. But you're uh, somewhere, somewhere a part of my life, and it and looks like you'll stay till the days go by. I keep thinking, when does it end? Where's the day I'll have started forgetting? But I just go on thinking and sweating. <laughs> like it just goes. And da, 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 yeah. da. Right? It just, it just goes and goes and goes and goes. And then, then it goes into that, and oh, not a day goes by, not a blessed day. Like Sondheim wrote for this song. He goes, <laughs> this so is good. another reverse reprise, but... But unlike the fragmented one at the beginning of Like It Was, it's a complete and emotional one. A full chorus of furious song that prefigures a rapturous uh, vision in Act 2. In any other musical, the reprise would be the disillusionment. Here it is the promise. So there you go. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it really is. And it's become a musical theater standard. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I think my favorite rendition <laughs> of this is Bernadette Peters singing. Oh it. well, it's just so. It, well, it's heartbreaking because do you know what happened to her husband? No. So she uh, lost her husband when he died in a helicopter accident. I didn't know that. And so she started singing this in concert after his passing. And when you watch her do this song, you can mentally see her just. Oh my god.
because he, 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 he was like a Wall Street business guy and he got in a, he got in a helicopter accident in yeah. the early 2000s. And I did not know that. And so when you watch it, now, now, now go back and watch her sing that song because it's heartbreaking because you can see who she's talking about. In that song, you can well, see she's, she's just so full. Anyway, she's full, but it's that it's that sense of you can see you can see a good actor go find that person they're thinking about, and this, it's this song. Is, is, yeah. is, is, like, this is this is this is the breakup song. This is the longing for that one person song, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Sung by man or woman, it's perfect. Like, it is. It is a perfect song. God bless you, song time. It's fantastic. Yes, thank you. Okay, what's your third choice? <sighs> Hmm. Hmm. Oh, this is so hard. I mean, I love, I love the themes. I love Merrily We Roll Along. Yep. Singing our song, yeah. rolling along. Yeah. Thumb, thumb, thumb. Um, I really uh, do like we had a good thing going. And then one morning I woke to realize we had a good thing going. It's not that nothing went wrong. Some angry moments, of course, but just a few. And only moments, no more, because we knew we had this good thing going. And if I wanted too much, was that such a mistake at the time? You Never wanted enough, all right, tough. I don't make that a crime. Yep, which is again another breakup song that Sondheim writes. But a different kind of breakup. Song. Well, it's a business breakup. It's 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 not it's a friend. Friend breakup. It's a friend and business partnership where it's like. Uh, but then you know, I I say that. And I'm like, oh, we also have Now You Know. Well, also. Now You Know. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but I like that. Um, oh, What's that? The French? Like It Was. Also very good. Well, I'll tell you my third choice, which is Franklin Shepard, Inc. Oh, I love Franklin Shepard, Inc. too. It was so smart. Still, the telephones blink and the buzzers buzz, and I really don't know what he does, but he makes a ton of money, and a lot of it for me. Right? So I think, okay, and I start a play, and he somehow knows, cause right away it's during! Hiya, buddy, wanna ride a show? Got a great idea, we'll own all the rights with a two-week out and a turnaround on the guarantee plus a gross percent of the billing clause, and there I am in California, talking deals and turning pink. Back in business, and I mean just that. Back with Franklin Shepard, Inc. Very sneaky how it happens. Much more sneaky than you think. Start with nothing but a song to sing. Next, your Franklin Shepard. Wait. 
It's it's great, and it's another great um, Sondheim breakdown song. Whether mm-hmm. it, like he does them so well, it's like Epiphany and Sweeney, Last Minute and Into the Woods, Roses Turn and Gypsy, and then you have this that comes next. Or sorry, Into the Woods hadn't come yet, so it would have been no, Epiphany no. and and Roses Turn were the two big break, breakdown songs he's had, mm-hmm. and he just knows how to capture that mentality of a person who's experiencing a moment of high emotion and are in a volatile nature. Yeah, it's great. Like he just knows how to write that music and string things together of, Hey, this person's going through stuff. And, um, yeah, like he even writes when he, when he talks about Dylan songs, he goes, uh, they're the stuff of drama. And when they explode in song, it allows the songwriter to veer off unexpectedly in many directions, echoing the disorder of the character's mind. So hmm. there you go. Sondheim likes a good breakdown song because he gets to just go haywire on the haywire. On, yeah. Great and it's thought. great. And it's like, it's like watching a train crash happen. Cause you see Charlie just on this TV interview, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the, and it's the, yeah. And it's just him. And you can see, and you can just see somebody like he's all, he almost ends foaming at the mouth. Cause he's so. And Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> Jerome. <laughs> I wonder if that's a reference okay. to Jerome Robbins where Santa was just chucking a little Jerome in there. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but it's so good. Choice. It's so good. And Come by the end, you're just great. breathless. Like there's, so many great ones. Like I love that friendship breakup song because it's so mm-hmm. tragic. Because I'm sure you and I both lost friends in life, or it's just you never say these because nobody actually stops and sings these moments. But you can think them and go, "Hey, we had a good thing going, but it's what are you going, about? I saw going, sing my moments all the time, gone." Yeah, and it's just hey, yeah. What can we do? There's not much you can do. It's just no, there's nothing. Life happens. Yeah, it's sad. Mm-hmm. This, this whole sad, show, <laughs> sad musical. This whole show is much darker than people know. Um, yeah. So here's a funny thing. So now we're on to the top three songs of the musical that are often skipped, or or we actually would cut. And this is the first time I actually really don't have a song I dislike in this show. I don't either. Like Sondheim just wrote such great music and lyrics for this show that even though it's not one of my favorite Sondheims. There's still something about it where each song yeah. equals, like even the Kennedy song. The Bobby and Jackie and Jack. Yeah. There's Bobby and Jackie and Jack, and Mary is more in the back. There's Ethel and Teddy and Pat alone, plus Eunice and Peter and Jean and Joel. And what's his name? Stephen. And hold the phone, the one in the army. One in the army? Captain Major. Sergeant. That's it. So many cards in the pack. You want to know how to keep track? Well, one is good looking and young and rich. Well, one is good looking and young and rich. The rest are good looking and young and rich. There isn't a lot that they lack. Not Bobby and Jackie and Jack and Ethel and Ted and Eunice and Pat and Joe and Steve and Peter and G and Sars. There's probably dozens of others at large. Which is great, because especially as a Kennedy lover, like I oh, am. And it's also, it's also. And poor their, Sarge always gets left out. Well, they're, they're Bobby and Jackie. It's, it's also setting up an ideal again. Well, because like it comes right people, before Bobby is shot. Well, and it's also like these people who were idolized. Yes. And how they too had to sell out. Like every oh, politician yeah. has to sell out 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's death by a thousand paper cuts. It's not just one moment. It's that slow cutting away. Yeah. Of your legs. So you're just stuck. Yeah. But yeah, there's really no song. Like me neither. Like I I listen to it all. Like like if I'm going to put on this album, I know I'm going all the way through from beginning to end. Totally. Like this is something I'll, I'll put on. Like even like even it, like even songs like it's a hit. It's still catchy oh, and fun. Like don't say it. Oh, it's a hit. Oh, we gotta say it. Don't jinx us. Yeah. No, it's great. It is. It is a great musical. Yeah. Um, I, I I I can't I can't find a. F- I I mean the book is a perfect no. Not very many books of musicals <laughs> that are perfect. Absolutely. Like, even, so, I, 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 as much as I enjoy some of the musical Phantom, I know the book is not perfect. Those characters could be way more developed. Um, only, or Cats or Les Mis. Or there's all, all books of musicals need work. Even the Titanic musical needs work. it great that we work in an industry where we can go back and revisit them because yes. it is live. Mm-hmm. We revisit it every night or we or, or, or remount the production. Forget it. And we're constantly striving to put on a perfect product so we get a good review. I can't even get into that. I can't <laughs> even get into... I don't even want to get into theater criticism at this point. No, that's a dangerous slippery because slope. you know what? We are all critics mm-hmm. um, in our own right. Mm-hmm. And why we let one per- person's opinion sway us, I don't... I'm not certain. If there's a consensus, maybe I get it that it's yeah. not the best artistry, yeah. but you know. Well, it's like the Times Review. Like it's it's Ben Brantley who was the Times Reviewer, right? The Butcher of Broadway mm. that killed a lot of shows. Like like uh, like Seth Rodesky yeah. says, Queen Anna kept the show open and had great music. It may not have had the best book, but it had a lot of good things going in it. But yet, because of the one review, that really. Stuck the nail in the coffin was the Times Review. So well, and so what? You're one person. Yeah, but you. And we, who are you? We. Yeah, it's true. That's what I'd like to know. We put them up on a pedestal, and we say you're the definitive voice of what goes and what stays. And so, like the art of criticism for something live is is absurd. Yep. Like there's an absurdity to it because mm-hmm. it's been ebb and flow. Yep. And I just don't get it. Like criticism is definitive, mm-hmm. whereas theater is not. So the yep. two don't go together. Right. They they don't they don't match mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, we could go on for another few hours about this. Oh my god! Like, there's so many different avenues to go down, but Autumn, great choice. Thank I you. hope this has given a lot of people thought and hopefully inspires them to maybe not settle, but go out and fight a little bit. Go open those doors. Fight them. Fight them. Go back, everyone, and just listen to our time. Mm. That's it. It's go true. back and let it be a reminder of who you are and what you want in the world and how you want your life to be. Yes. Um, without... Critics, either on page or in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Period. Yes. Um, so I think that's where we're going to end things. Quick message from our lovely composer, Brody Weld, a.k.a. Father Flozus. He is working on a new hip-hop album that will be 
coming out hopefully soon, since we are now in early 2020. But it is a project called Wavy Flow that features himself, Father Flozus, as well as the producer, Wavy Matt. So, go way to go, you two. We can't wait to hear the product. And so, follow him on Spotify, Father Flozus. Father Flozus. Father Flozus. Autumn, where can they find you? Autumn DM Smith, Facebook and Instagram. Or... My company, Littlewood Smith, named after Joan Littlewood, mm-hmm. who never settled. And that's why I love her. And Autumn, we have two shows coming. Where can these shows be found? Uh, oh, very good. Um, so if you want to come see our work if they are in the Toronto area. Yes. You two can uh, write a criticism if you like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, we are doing Oh, What a Lovely War mm-hmm. um, at Heart House in February, March. Mm-hmm. And then we are doing a, a one-hit wonder of Songs for a New World with the Canadian Children's Opera Chorus. There you go. So Very check exciting. us out there, people. We're there. We're working away. And then I don't know what Autumn and I have planned for after those two shows. I'm doing a new... Um, pantomime that's right that is coming up so stay tuned for more details on that as we get into season two uh other than that find me at mackenzie horner on all social media platforms please give us some nice five-star reviews on our itunes so we continue to be found by more lovely people from around the world including the philippines hong kong Australia, australia germany wales wales scotland ireland England, Kentucky, Colorado, Florida. We need to get you on the map. Uh, So if you've got friends in Florida who are working at Disneyland and need something to do on their break, listen to us. We are are just loving working with all of you. So please continue to spread the word. And stay tuned. We may be doing a five-star review contest. Uh, at the end of season one at the start of season two so stay tuned for that uh and we'll let you know what's going on with that other than that everybody we will see you next time autumn and i are off to open some doors because we're opening doors do 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 she's giving updates on a dime yes do 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 There's not enough time. There's not enough time. Bye, guys.